all the lovers of the strange. The sky watchers of the night. Hello, citizens, and welcome to Unknown. I'm Jason McClellan. Thanks for hanging out with me. It's been a few weeks since our last episode, I know, and I apologize for that. I was down and out for a little bit. I was in the hospital for a week to be more specific. I'm fine. Everything's cool. But that's what prevented me from getting around to putting together a new episode for you. But here we are at last. For today, I thought we'd spend our time together briefly discussing a series of UFO photos that were recently released. On the evening of April 6th, the media outlet Mystery Wire published an article to its website titled, Mystery Objects Remain Unidentified. The objects referred to here are from an incident we talked about on this show in December of 2020, where back in 2019, the weapons systems officer of an F-18 fighter jet took photos of a UFO with his iPhone. Media outlet The Debrief published one of those photos to its website on December 3rd, 2020 with details explaining that, quote, according to three U.S. officials who had seen it, the photo showed an unidentified silver cube-shaped object. The report is said to have indicated the object was hovering or completely motionless when military pilots encountered it. All three officials agreed that based on the photo, the object appeared to be at an altitude of roughly 30,000 to 35,000 feet and approximately 1,000 feet from the fighter jet, end quote. That photo received a lot of attention online, and several internet sleuths were confident that, based on the shape and appearance of the object in that photo, the UFO was nothing more than a Mylar Batman balloon. Fast forward to April 6th. The article published on Mystery Wire's website by investigative journalist George Knapp added more UFO photos from this same incident. According to Knapp, this incident occurred on March 4th, 2019, and he explains, quote, an F-18 weapons systems officer seated behind the pilot used his iPhone to capture images of three different objects he encountered in the same airspace, end quote. In the article, Knapp references these photos using the names reportedly assigned to each by the Navy, the Sphere, the Acorn, and the Metallic Blimp. The acorn is another photo of the object we saw in the photo released back in December, the Batman balloon, if you will. The sphere photo shows a round object that mostly looks like an out-of-focus object, so we really don't have any details to work with there. And the third and final photo, the metallic blimp, is probably the coolest looking photo of the bunch. It kind of looks like a cool futuristic spaceship. We'll talk a little more about the objects in these photos in a minute. But first, what else do we know about these photos? Where did they come from? Well, we were told in the December 2020 article from the debrief that these photos were part of classified intelligence reports on UFOs from the Pentagon's Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force. The Mystery Wire article also references these intelligence briefings. The article states, quote, 
Mystery Wire has learned of sensitive briefings prepared by the UAP Task Force and delivered to multiple military and intelligence audiences. The task force reports note that the objects were able to remain stationary in high winds, with no movement, beyond the capability of known balloons or drones, end quote. We'll come back to that in a second. Knapp has stated on multiple occasions that he has been in possession of these photos for a couple of years, and the new article provides additional information, explaining that, quote, Mystery Wire first learned of the photos exactly two years ago during a private briefing hosted by Robert Bigelow and several others in Las Vegas on Saturday, April 6th, 2019, end quote. That's an interesting tidbit there, and it raises so many questions. If you're not familiar with Robert Bigelow, this multimillionaire is a Las Vegas real estate tycoon and private space industry pioneer and he has a long history of being actively involved in researching UFOs and other paranormal subjects. He's invested millions of dollars into this work, and he was contracted by the U.S. government to study these strange subjects. But as far as we know, that contract ended in 2012. So why was Robert Bigelow involved in a briefing about UFOs in 2019? That's interesting. And if these photos are from sensitive briefings prepared by the UAP task force, why were they being shown at an event in Las Vegas where not only was Robert Bigelow allowed to see them, but so was a reporter, apparently? As of the date and time I'm recording this episode, those are questions we don't have the answers to. All right, back to the statement that the object's photograph remains stationary in high winds with no movement. As I mentioned, the initial article by the debrief back in December also stated that the intelligence report reportedly said the object photographed was hovering or completely motionless. But these are vague comments the reporters had to work with. Without additional information, we can't really glean anything useful from that. At this point, we don't know if that claim was made simply from the photographer's visual assessment or if there is some sort of instrument data to support that claim. Fighter jets blasted the sky at hundreds of miles per hour, and the objects in question are pretty small. It would be almost impossible to ascertain if a speck in the vastness of the open sky was slightly moving or completely stationary while soaring along at 700 miles per hour. That is, without supporting data from some onboard or ground-based instrumentation. So, Let's look at the individual objects in these photos. First, we'll look at the acorn. As I mentioned earlier, this is a less clear version of this object we already saw back in December. So there really isn't anything new for us to analyze with this photo. It still resembles the shape of a Batman balloon, or maybe even a solar tetron balloon. In addition to the statement that this thing was, quote, able to remain stationary in high winds with no movement beyond the capability of known balloons or drones, end quote, George Knapp points out in his recent article that, quote, two years later, after careful study by the UAP task force, the objects remain unidentified, end quote. Again, we on the outside are working with limited data. We don't know what additional information contributed to the claim that the apparent motionless behavior of this object was, quote, beyond the capability of known balloons or drones, end quote, or who made that claim. We've been told that the UAP task force report noted that, 
but we don't know who or what contributed to that claim. The technology that enables drones to hover in place is decades old at this point, and balloons can certainly appear motionless in the sky, even in high wind. It sounds strange, but I've personally seen it many times during my 13 or so years of being involved in the UFO field. There have been multiple instances where I've seen this behavior, whether it was when I was testing flight characteristics and behaviors of Chinese lanterns or during sky watches. I've seen balloons behave like that. And the sky is crazy. Air currents are crazy. They vary wildly in different parts of the sky. And for the occupants of this F-18 fighter jet, again, those things cruise at approximately 700 miles per hour. A small balloon in the sky would probably appear motionless to those who are traveling at that speed. So again, for the UAP task force to reportedly make statements about this object demonstrating capabilities beyond those of known balloons, we're left with the assumption that they are working with significantly more data than what's been released to the public. Let's move on to the sphere object. Again, all we have here is an out-of-focus blob, so we have no idea what we're really looking at. Of course, some people who have seen this photo think what we see in the photo is exactly what the photographer saw, that it's some sort of plasma energy field or a craft phasing between dimensions. And that's just silly, in my opinion. If you've ever taken photos yourself or know even a little about how digital photography works, you should be quite familiar with things like that. In the photo, we can see that what is close to the camera, the cockpit, is what is in focus. So naturally, the unknown object is blurry and out of focus. Because the object is out of focus, and because it's so far away, most of what we see in the photo is digital noise and artifacts. This is extremely common with cell phone cameras, but even with professional cameras, when an object is out of focus, you really have absolutely no idea what that object is, what its true shape is, and so on. Let's quickly talk about the metallic blimp photo. Like I said at the beginning, this is probably the most visually interesting of the bunch. It's the most in focus of the three photos, and you can see a sort of elongated shape with some sort of appendages, or at least has various curves and contours, giving it an interesting shape. The Navy apparently refers to these extruding parts as the object's quote-unquote payload. Cool photos, but as is so often the case with UFO photos, we're really left with more questions than answers. And part of the frustrating nature of UFO research is knowing that we'll probably never get answers to many of those questions. Some of the immediate big questions are, what are the sources for these various claims or determinations made about this encounter with multiple UFOs? And even right there, the photos reportedly show three separate objects, not the same object that just happens to look different in three different photos. But who made that determination? Is that what the photographer perceived at the time of the incident? Were three different objects picked up on radar? We don't know at this time. And why is Robert Bigelow, and journalists for that matter, present and potentially participating in a UFO intelligence briefing? By the way, just a side note here, on that topic, this again raises questions about the UAP task force and the government's pseudo-UFO investigation. We're seeing again and again that the government is getting its UFO knowledge from civilians in the UFO community, not from its own intelligence community. 
which, again, is demonstrating that the government doesn't really know all that much about UFOs. And we're also seeing stuff, quote-unquote, leaking out from the UAP task force like nobody's business. The whole thing has the appearance of something that's not really being taken all that seriously. But we'll have more information in the near future because of the impending UFO report being created by the Office of the Director of National Intelligence for the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. But keep in mind the impetus behind this report. It's not a report for you, and it's not a report for me. It's not a report to reveal what the government knows about UFOs. It's not an effort by the government to be transparent with the public about UFOs. The people requesting this report just barely learned that UFOs are a thing. The reality is that this report was requested to specifically assess what data various agencies have and to come up with a way for all these agencies to share data. Now back to those three iPhone photos taken by the F-18 weapons systems officer. Many people have been quick to proclaim that a highly trained naval aviator would be able to easily identify a balloon in the sky. And that's just an irrational perception and an unrealistic expectation. Pilots and others in the sky aren't given a flipbook or shown a slideshow with every possible object that could conceivably be in the sky under every possible condition. Seriously, if the object now called the acorn was actually a Batman or similar balloon, that's probably not something fighter pilots have seen, ever. When you encounter something you've never seen before, something that's unfamiliar in that specific situation, you take interest. When it's something in the sky, that's a UFO. Naval aviators are highly skilled and highly trained. They are trained observers. They are trained at operating their aircraft and the onboard systems. But they aren't robots programmed to easily identify every and all possible objects in the sky, especially while speeding through the sky at hundreds of miles per hour. These are humans, and humans are imperfect. Experts in their field make mistakes all the time. Humans are fallible, and that shouldn't surprise anybody. And in a case where an aviator might not be able to identify a weird thing in the sky, that's not a failure by any means. That's normal, and it should be expected. I want to make it clear that I'm not saying that these objects are definitively balloons. We don't have the information to make that determination. What I am saying, as I've stated before, is that the behavior and appearance of these things is consistent with what balloons can do. Also, this new revelation that there were multiple UFOs of different shapes in the same area would be consistent with a bunch of party balloons getting away. And again, this is just based on the limited information we have to work with. We're assuming that the UAP task force, or whoever made determinations about these photos, has so much more data to work with. So we'll keep our fingers crossed that we eventually get to see some of that. And I always keep the possibility open that what we're seeing are extraterrestrial spacecraft, or any number of things. The possibilities remain wide open until we have more information. I also want to make it clear that I am in no way questioning the reporting by George Knapp on this. George is a longtime friend, and I love George. 
He did a great job with this story, and it's awesome that he was able to bring this content forward for all of us to see. He reported the details that he's been presented with and that he's able to publicly share at this point. Let's hope more details come our way and that some of those lingering questions get answered. One important question was recently answered by Pentagon spokesperson Susan Goff, however. John Greenwald of TheBlackVault.com reached out to Goff for a comment about these photos, and she responded. She said, quote, I can confirm that the referenced photos were taken by Navy personnel. The UAP task force has included these incidents in their ongoing examinations, end quote. Not surprisingly, she also included the cut-and-paste response that the Pentagon has used several times recently, stating that, quote, to maintain operation security and to avoid disclosing information that may be useful to potential adversaries, DOD does not discuss publicly the details of either the observations or the examinations of reported incursions into our training ranges or designated airspace, including those incursions initially designated as UAP. End quote. It's very interesting to see the Pentagon already confirming that these quote-unquote leaked photos are from the Navy. And perhaps even more interesting is the fact that Greenwald says that Goff, quote, refused to confirm whether they remain unidentified or are used as training material for identifiable objects or remained unknowns, end quote. This is all pretty fascinating stuff. If you want to see these photos and read all the details that have been released about them. I definitely recommend heading over to mysterywire.com. I can't stress the importance of always keeping an open mind, remaining objective, and look, it's essential for anybody researching or following the fascinating and mysterious world of UFOs to question everything. When you read a UFO story and your head isn't filled with questions, then you're probably not really interested in getting at the truth. There's a small push right now to get the public, the media, and even lawmakers to take the UFO subject more seriously. But unfortunately, when people get too excited about UFO stories, proclaiming them as the greatest thing ever, and hounding lawmakers and the media to cover these epic stories without taking the time to ask questions and wait for important follow-up details, these actions can actually have the opposite effect. UFO research, or UFO fandom, has devolved into an ancient aliens Giorgio Tsoukalos meme type of thinking. Here's something strange that people haven't been able to explain, therefore aliens! Of course that type of thinking is completely void of logic, demonstrates a lack of critical thought, and plays right into the existing stereotypes that created the stigma around the UFO topic in the first place. I know I always say this, but UFO research is exceptionally frustrating. It's about asking questions, then questioning the answers. Who provided those answers? Where did they get their data or their basis for the answers delivered? It's all about exploring all possible prosaic explanations. If something walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, then it's more likely to be a duck than an extraterrestrial spacecraft. Not conclusively, but more likely. And finally, UFO research requires patience. So much patience. 
It takes time to get answers to important questions and to get more data associated with a particular case. And in most cases, those answers and that data never come. Well, citizens, that's going to do it for this episode. You can find more episodes of Unknown on all the major podcast platforms. And you can always find this and our other shows at RoguePlanet.tv, because Unknown is a Rogue Planet production. RoguePlanet.tv is your home for all the strange. Thanks again for hanging out today. I'm Jason McClellan. Do us a favor, friends. Always treat the UFO subject with the cautious and responsible skepticism it deserves. Question everything. Have the courage to form your own opinions. Keep truth as the focus of your quest, even if the truth conflicts with your opinions. And, of course, stay strange. (laughs) 